Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Injured at work in a motor vehicle accident or had a fall in a public space? Speak to Your Claim Lawyers, a no-win, no-fee, personal injury claims law firm that specializes in maximizing compensation claims for injured people. Call 1-800-YOUR-CLAIM or yourclaimlawyers.com.au. The driver's seat. The Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. For Kubota, together we are building Australia. Fantastic job. Champagne showers, champagne showers. in the club, we light it up. Tell you what, it was a good time for, uh, for for fans of Pop and Bubbly on the weekend and Holden fans too, but very unique way those Holden drivers have managed to open up a bottle, isn't it? How good was that? In fact, for me, that was one of the highlights of the weekend, seeing the synchronised bottle pop. Uh, was well, F- abs- absolutely sensational, F- except F- for an old mate for, yeah. from Virgin Airways just standing oh, yeah. in the middle of <laughs> He was very proud of himself. I think he thought he was a co-driver. How awkward was uh, that? The funny thing was that I took, I froze it on my uh, on my TV. Yeah, and I uh, I took a, a series of snapshots, snapshots, and edited them hmm. uh, in Snapchat, and then sent them to the boys. Like I had one that said, "Shippy, who's." Um, Grant McPherson, who's Shane Van Gisbergen's engineer, yep. he was meant to get the team's trophy, which was the one that uh, the guy from Virgin was meant to give him, and he didn't get it. So I took a snapshot of the guy standing on P1 next to Shane and Garth with the trophy, with a big smile and Shippy looking over at him, and I put the caption, Shippy, where's my surfboard? And put, and put an actual picture of a surfboard. Oh, it was gold. So I sent a few photos around to the boys, and they all had a bit of a laugh. Let's have a look back at the Gold Coast 600 in this week's Bendix Breaks Big Moments. Now on the driver's seat, another Bendix Breaks Big Moment. Bendix, Australian technology for all-weather confident braking. This actually sort of put a bit of a damper on the weekend, for me at least, because I was going into the Sunday. Uh, well, well, Saturday, obviously, we had the... A balcony damper or just a, <laughs> a, a damper in general? <laughs> I was going to say it and then I was going to let it go and then I saw you go, I was almost, damper, I was, I was with like, the sh- right in the shock housing and the <laughs> spring. And, and such a fitting sponsor for this segment too, Bendix Brakes. Yes, when, it, moment. when it is time to change your brakes, but Bendix Brakes and don't accept anything less. But we do have oh, yeah. to talk about uh, yes. the big thing that happened on Sunday. Uh, and we'll touch too on what happened Saturday, uh, 24 hours earlier. But Scott McLaughlin's horror shunt in qualifying, 140k crash straight into the wall on his side. We saw, um, well, basically the entire, everyone in motorsport and in supercars thought that day, oh yeah, this will be the day that Scotty can wrap up the championship. All he has to do is follow mm. SVG. That's all he has to do. Just if SVG finishes second, he, all he, that's literally all he has to do. Follow yep. Shane and he's won the championship. And this happened in Quali. 
Yeah, not so much. Mm. He was not able to follow uh, any further. And it was a monster shunt. We were all still a little bit shocked after what had happened with Chazzy Mozzie the day before. You know, yep. like that was a second gear hit. Uh, and that thing was in the air when it hit the hit the wall and, and destroyed that Mustang. Mm. So to then see Scotty so come... So to give you an idea, Chazzy's is, you know, that part of the track... Uh, second gear, left-hander, around about 80, 80? 85 yeah, now. Yeah, I would have thought so. And then Scotty, to see Scotty's, which was so unexpected, like deep in third gear, getting hard on the gas, exiting the turn two chicane. It was a shock, Nimsy and Steve, because he didn't hit the tyre barrier. Yeah. Like Normally you see a car hit there, hit the tyre barrier, bounce out, that's big enough. But for him to have cleared the tyre barrier and then just tagged the wall... Well, I, hard right. That was a shocker. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, 142k an hour, 43g impact, like massive. Wow. Um, I spoke to Scotty about it. You know, I rang him, um, messaged him. Obviously, when he went to hospital, he, mm-hmm. he kept texting me back, telling me what's going on. He was a bit worried for a while because the CT scan yep. didn't actually show up too much. It showed up a couple of things that didn't look right. Just a few abnormalities. Yeah, and they're like, yeah. oh, geez. So they were, they were all freaking out for a little bit. But yeah. then uh, a full MRI and some more tests, and he was cleared. But um, he was texting me all the way through, and then I rang him on the way home, and or he rang me, and uh, uh, I was just chatting about it. And he says, mate, I, you know, I said to him, I said, mate, that was bizarre. Like, you know, you, you'd made it through you." You'd missed the tyres, and, yep. and he says, "Yeah." He says, "Oh, it's sweet. I fired through. Yeah. So I was carrying speed. I'd missed the tyres. I was already looking at my braking marker for turn four. Yep. He says, "I was hard on the gas. I didn't. I, from my mind, was, I was, I was, was gone. gone. Yep, gone I was, was through gone. the corner. Yep. Done. It yep. was the tyres were gone. I was straight lining it for turn four, mm-hmm. and obviously, just where that wall juts out, it was like." such a small nick um, and it just fired him hard right he said I was on my side before I even could do anything you can see that in the car like normally when you know that an accident's coming Nimsy and Steve you can correct the car or you can see a driver start to correct the car there was no correction he just it was such a shock yeah watching the onboard it was it it literally just happened yep and then it's on the side and oh hang on how did that happen Mm. yeah like did he, and that's what I reckon he would have thought too. Would have been, how did that happen? Well, no, he actually said when he was on his side, he said first of all he goes, "Geez, I've, I've had a monster shut here," and then yeah. second of all he goes, "I hope to God that no one comes through and hits me in the roof," because yeah. he didn't, even though he was up against the fence, he didn't really know. Well, you wouldn't. What direction or what well, way not, he was no. sort of facing? Yeah. You no, know of what course I mean? Not. You wouldn't. So no. he didn't know if he was sideways to the track because his yep. nose was up against the fence. So yep. he he didn't know which way it was. He, he the biggest worry for him was someone coming through and hitting him in the roof. So, yeah. uh, but obviously once he saw the people, uh, the fire crews, and obviously Shane was there. Yeah. Um, How good was that? Trying to pull that door open. Mm. Yeah. How good was that? Shades of was cool. Craig Lowndes at Calder twenty odd years ago, when about six or seven of the guys yep. pulled over. There was they were. They were regaling very funny stories about that that all these drivers stopped and then Larry Perkins stopped and he ran over but he didn't go anywhere near the door and anywhere, anywhere near Craig he just sat there looking underneath the car looking Look where the, the pickup points system. are looking up the exhaust system looking at the shocks of Craig Lowndes destroyed car just to see where they could he could pick up a couple of things classic Larry mind you <laughs> it was very funny but it would, look it was a very very scary accident one Nimsy that as race drivers we kind of take a deep breath for just a second and go well we didn't like what we saw there and and it had it wasn't that the car was on the side it wasn't that or anything that it was purely and simply the angle that it went in and the inability the, the impact like the, how hard it went in. exactly right it moved two four ton concrete blocks about a meter 
And it was so unexpected and so fast, Nimsy, that he wouldn't have had any idea to go to the brake. He couldn't go to the brake to try and retard the car or anything. It was just a bang, bang, and good night, Irene. So mm. two very secondhand Mustangs. Good night, Irene. Yep. Only driven on weekends, but they're all over. So Tickford's actually going to be giving... Uh, so Chaz is going to be getting the spare Mustang, which Tom Randall drove at yes. uh, the Bend Motorsport Park, which has got yes. one hell of a storied history. I think Davey Reynolds drove it as a as an FG, and then it was also... It was just... It's an amazing uh, amount of history in that chassis there. But um, uh, the other thing is that they've got to rebuild a brand new Mustang from scratch for uh, Scotty to, to take it to Sandown. They do, and if there is any team that can do it, there is that is the team to do it. I mean, is that the car, Stevie J? Will they plumb the current spec engine into the car that you drove at QR a couple of weeks ago? Well, is that what is that the sort of the idea? Because they... no, that, that was actually that was a brand new chassis sitting there, painted, ready to be built, and they're building that. Wow! Which was going to be the car for. That was Scotty's I'm in 2020, sure it was I think. Scotty's it was. car next year. Yeah, yeah right. Because Fabian got a brand new car this year. Right. Um, so that'll be Scotty's car for next year. But now, obviously, it's going to have a couple of races on it. But, yep. um, but they're getting that one ready because uh, obviously the car that I drove that's been earmarked to do the new Aero VCAT, yep. all that testing coming up in a week or so. Yep. Um, and also, um, obviously, Scotty's chassis, which was yes, massive damage on it, and mm. no, no more. Uh, for me to look at now that's half the thing's half naked now no engine no front suspension no nothing in it yep it's bad but it doesn't matter what it costs doesn't matter what happens DJTP are going to cut shut rebuild that whole chassis yep. yep even and it'll be still good enough to race again yep uh, but they're not going to race obviously because that car's got so much history so many wins yep. this win yep it's um, a record breaker it's a record breaker so that, yep. that thing no matter how bad it was even if they had to cut off the front and the back and re-glue it all back together and, <laughs> yeah because they've got all the Bathurst stuff panels um, suspension, engine, everything mm-hmm. was not in that car in that crash. So they're going to put the whole thing back to Bathurst, exactly how it raced at Bathurst. Amazing. Mm. Amazing. Just a quick one. So before we uh, close the book on this topic now, a lot of drivers have come out and said that the Gold Coast track isn't too dangerous because that's what everyone has been sort of saying. Oh, it's, a, it's too much of a dangerous track, blah, blah. But Steve, you, you've had, I've looked up the research, you've actually had a couple of starts there, 29 in fact, and even involved in a rather large shunt in 2010. Thanks to mm-hmm. our good mate Rick Kelly, guest of the yeah, show. Thanks, Rico. <laughs> Big Liberace, Rico. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, I was, and I, I, I don't. You know, I agree with the drivers, Nimsy. I don't think it's it's too dangerous. It is a street circuit. Yep. It is as risky as they come. Uh, what are we going to say, Adelaide? Um, yeah, no, turn eight at Adelaide. Yeah, you know, no, there's no. been guys no. that have that have actually lost their life at turn eight at Adelaide. Absolutely, you know what I mean. So, yeah. yes, we've seen a monster. Yeah, absolutely. So we, we've we've seen monster shunts at Adelaide. We've seen monster shunts here at, at the Gold Coast. Um, let's go somewhere else. Let's go to the Indianapolis. Oh. Yeah, we've seen some monster shunts and people. Well, are they going to say no? It's too dangerous to race now because yeah. the, the Indy cars are doing 400 k's an hour. No. The race drivers understand the risks, um, and not only that, I mean, I, I think that there's 198,000 people that went there on the weekend yep. that would be pretty disappointed if that race wasn't oh, there. You well, know what I mean, right. it's it's like as bad as it was with the accidents, and we don't like to see accidents. Yeah, how good was the races though? Yeah, like, they were. Not- 
awesome to watch. They're so exciting. Yep. There's so much difference in it. You're right next to the beach. Like it's, I just think one of those one of those races that, um, yeah, sure. If you make a small mistake, um, it bites you hard. But if you make a small mistake at Bathurst, it bites you hard. Yeah. And we say often that great racetracks have consequences. Absolutely. And so this is a great racetrack. It has consequences and we've just signed for another five years so the race ain't going anywhere. Um, yes, of course, they could try and make some changes but the reality is it's a street circuit. Yeah. So it's not like you can go and move a 50-storey building out of the way to change a track. No, so, but I mean, well, I know they're talking about, you know, changing curb profiles and that but you know what? You know why it's so much faster now is because the teams and the cars and the the grey matter that that goes through those teams to yep. make cars better mm. that, so they, much better they're so much better yep. they can run curbs faster because the cars are settled more it's just evolution yep. mm. that's mm. the way that it's gone yep. and I mean of course everyone's going to try to go there and go faster and make their cars yep. better over the bumps and yep. that sort of thing and I, I think there's no better you don't get any better photos over any race throughout the whole year yep. that you do at either turn one, two or the double chicane at the back yeah, of the Gold Coast. When you see the car three feet in the air on one side, yep. oh, that's amazing. You know, yeah. Where do you see that? Anywhere. Nowhere. Yeah. This accident will be forgotten. We'll learn lessons, but this accident will be forgotten yeah. in reference to the, the track itself. So we will press on. Yeah, but that wraps up our Bendix Breaks big moment. Bendix, Australian technology for all weather confident <coughs> braking. You are listening to the drivers that we do it. Thanks to Kubota Building Australia. Big show coming up. We'll be chatting to Barry Rogers. We'll do that very shortly here on the driver's seat. And Scott McLaughlin in the Volvo on pole. And McLaughlin out in front, comfortable margin. Volvo breaking through in their return to the championship, their first win in the V8 Supercars era. Yeah, you are back on the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. And when you go back and listen to some of the highlights of over 20-plus years of supercars, legend, I mean, there's a lot of uh, Gary Rogers' fingerprints on a fair bit of what we enjoy, isn't there, boys? Oh, it's outstanding. It's, it? it's outstanding to listen to, and it's sad to think about 2020 because, obviously, the recent uh, decisions and announcements at GRM will pull out a supercar competition only at this stage next year. I mean, I was there in 2000 when uh, when Tanner and Bargs won it under uh, sheets of rain and horrendous weather and all that sort of stuff. But, you know, the rise of Scotty Mack into that team and, and uh, Gaz giving him a, an opportunity, which has obviously led to greatness. Yep. Um, and I think from my point of view, you know, a lot of the team owners, with respect, tend to be robots, a little bit like the drivers at times. Whereas with Gaz and Baz, you always get straight answers, bit of fun. You just get them. You just you know? get them. Yeah. You get, you get their personality. Beings. You get them. Yeah. You get the fun of why they're there. Yeah. You know, and that's what it should be all about. I mean, I had, listening to that, Nimsy, that was cracking, and I haven't heard that, obviously. You said it was a bit of a surprise. <laughs> yeah, good. I got, you know, there was some shivers, like, oh, I yeah. actually, you know, there was some flashbacks there of uh, of some of the stuff that, obviously, I've seen mm. um, with regard to, obviously, GRM, and, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, very cool, Nimsy. Well done. One thing that, uh, well, we have had Gary on the show before, and I think he's 
he's actually still talking from when we were last talking to him. But um, <laughs> but, but we thought we'd go one better and have a chat to the man that is signing all the checks and dotting all the I's and crossing all the T's. Please welcome for the first time to the driver's seat the one and only Barry Rogers. Baz, welcome to the show. Well done, guys. Thanks very much. And uh, actually, listening to those uh, little uh, sipper chat plays and some great memories, but also um, uh, the 2000 win. Uh, I wasn't working within the team that I was just going at the time, and uh, it's a funny story. Um, back, to, back in the days when merchandise was really hard to get, I noticed in Gary's boot, he was driving a Maxima around that he had one of the team shirts, and I thought, shippers, I'm going to put it, get one of the team shirts and put it on. Would have bled after the race win that day. Gary's walked up to me and said, Where'd you get that bloody shirt from, Barry? You know, I said, I found it in your boot, Dad. He said, well, $25. You better give it to me. So there we go. Classic, classic so, Gary Rogers. That's it. Spot on. That so, is anyway, so good. We have, a lot, we have a bit of fun, but uh, there we go. Yeah. And that's and that's what I was just talking about then. Like, I remember seeing, I've got images burned into my retina of Gary Rogers appearing on the the grid dressed like a character out of Priscilla Queen of the Desert you know and I remember I remember him rolling around in uh, in tropical shirts with big gold chains around his neck I mean he's always been a bit of fun and humanised our sport to many to, 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 to such a degree that he's got a cult following and we love that so I, I guess Baz I want to there's a couple of things we want to talk about so let's talk about the elephant in the room I suppose or the sadness in the room to start with I guess GRM no supercars in 2020 um, that must have been a gut wrencher of a decision yeah look and look definitely for Gary I think probably most of your listeners and yourselves have probably seen uh, when he spoke to the boys and mm-hmm. he's sort of not one to we spoke that morning and, and look to be honest with you the, the decision wasn't made until that Friday morning which was the Friday after Bathurst mm-hmm. um, we sort of went on supercars for an extension to try and put a few things, things in place that didn't, didn't happen for us and it wasn't until that Friday morning he came in. We obviously spoke about it quite a bit during the week. Friday morning he came in and said, no, I'm not going to do it. Can you can you please you know, write something up for me and we'll, we'll put it there. You know, Dad's not a real um, um, internet and online sort of person, but he said, can you write something up and we'll put it on our website so everyone knows what we're doing. This is how it is. You know? I said, no, come on, Dad. I said, listen, why don't we get all the boys upstairs and be nice to just video you doing it rather than write something, put it out there and it's something that you've got for prosperity. So uh, we had one of, our little, one of our guys from work in the corner and have the boys sitting around the boardroom table and the girls, and uh, away he went. He just set it off for a cup as it was. There was no, nothing prepared, really. He just had a couple of little points in front of him. And, uh, yeah, look, look, I don't know. You say, look, it was, I don't know, heartbreaking is probably a big word. It's not really. It's just sport yeah. at the end of the day. But um, he's got a lot of love for the supercars. And, um, you know, being there from the start, like your dad, uh, Steve, you know, it's... Um, yep. It was a very big decision because, you know, from a business perspective, it wasn't making sense for us. But from a, you know, just for he's so much history in it and things, he just wanted to hang on, you know. So, but anyway, yeah. it's done and we move on. Yeah. You sort of got to put that, put the emotion aside, don't you? As you said, and and you could almost run yourself into the ground mm. and have nothing left if you're just trying to hang yeah. on uh, to that. Is it, Barry? Is, is something yeah. like this, this decision, and the extension from supercars? If you say got the, the two weeks extension that you know you are I think you were hoping for do you think you could have actually had something together to be able to continue in 2020 yeah look I, I really what and we didn't probably um, inform supercars exactly why why we wanted the extension it wouldn't feel as though we should but at that particular point look Valvoline have supported us for or supported dad since uh, 1988 and mm. uh, that all started 
Um, I'll give you the story how that started later if we chat on a bit longer. But anyway, that started in 1988 and it's been continuous since then, very similar to Shallon and DJR, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And um, um, the boys, the senior management for Valvoline were in, were in Europe on a um, on a worldwide sort of event that they had with Valvoline and we couldn't sort of make, get the right conversation, conversations with them happening. We were hoping maybe we could get them to set up a bit more to keep us going and... Uh, through next year because Bruce had made it pretty clear unless there was a control upright introduced they were gone and Peter Adam wasn't backing down on that and um, look we understand his decision with that and we probably support the idea of it but uh, it sort of left us a little bit in the lurch and we we're trying to put a few ducks in a row and look it didn't happen um, but you know it, it's happened now the decision and we're out and uh, we'll press on with other uh, we love motorsport we, we love what you know just going competing, bringing young guys through a whole lot of things, as you know, we've done in the past, and uh, we'll do that through TCR and S5000 as we press on from here. Yeah. Mate, uh, just like any, just quickly going on that, because I know Matty's busting to ask you yep. a few questions. Um, yep. <laughs> is there any chance that you guys could be back in supercars in the future? Um, look, you hate, you know, it sounds like a bloody wanker when you say, but you'd never say, you'd never say never. Sure. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. But, but you know, a lot would have to change. You know, Gary's got some firm beliefs in the way that, you know, certain things around supercars, and we can discuss them as we go along, that yep. a lot would have to change with, within the uh, cost basis around a car and a whole lot of things. And, yeah, I mean, it, it's a premier form of motorsport in our country. We like to compete at the top level, and the top mm. level is supercars. Mm. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the answer is that there is always that possibility. Let's move away from that because that's been discussed in the media ad nauseum. We know what's happening with that. Yeah. I want to talk about the Gold Coast and I want to talk <laughs> Richie Stanaway because it was a shock yeah. to all of us on Sunday morning when he was stood down from the team for disciplinary yeah. reasons. The, I yeah. guess the, the biggest... We know that Stanaway is a polarising character. We know that in, in times and on other teams, he's left a bit of a trail of destruction behind him. I guess the question I want to ask, Baz, is, OK, mm. y- you made an honest mistake. You missed your signing session, so you got stood down for, for lack of professionalism. But surely there must have been instances leading up to that decision, and that was the straw that broke the camel's back. Has that been the way it's been in, in 2019? Yeah, look... To be honest, it's, it's it's not too complex, and 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 for Richie, for a start, look, Richie Sanaway, he really is. If you take the time to spend some time with him, he really is a ripper young. I want to say young fellow. I mean, he's twenty six or seven years of age, so he's not a young fellow. He's a he's a ripper young man, and he's different. But we're all different people, and if we're all the same, life would be pretty boring. He's sure. different, and we tried to, you know, part of our deal when he came on board, and it was all part of the boost arrangement, which has been well documented, we tried mm-hmm. to, our, our plan was to sort of bring him into the, you know, the Garrett GRM way of things, and that's we are pretty basic, but we, we want everyone to appreciate what they've got. We want the drivers to understand what all the other workers do. And we thought Richie's probably been given a bit of a free reign in recent times. And the idea was to bring him into the way we go about things, which is having a commitment every day that's turning up to work, doing something, whatever that job was. You know, probably various days it changed. And look, to be honest, that didn't work with him. You know, he, he, it, it, it didn't... He's just not that sort of person, and, and and to Gary's credit, I mean he's old school Gary. I mean he's seventy four years of age, and yep. he's you know very basic and old school. But he flex, you know. He, when I say flex, he understood. He read the play and thought, well, okay, uh, 
you know, the generations do change and I need to move the times. And we made some allowances for Richie and, and gave him some freedoms. But along the way there, there was little things. There was never anything major. There might be the odd thing where, you know, he'd take off to New Zealand and not tell us and we'd say, where's Richie? I was in New Zealand. There was, a few, you know, a number of little things. Nothing that you'd ever say was, you know, a major event. Yeah. Um, but they all add up, like you said, and... You know, look, and to be honest with you, obviously the last couple of weeks have been, um, and I don't want to, you know, been yep. pretty emotional, I suppose, yeah, yeah. for Gary. He's, pretty, he's a bit of a hard nut, as you all know, and he gets on with things. He doesn't look over his shoulder too much, but a lot of it happened, obviously, the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Really, there was, a, there was a commentary event that Richie was meant to do on the Tuesday night for um, eSports, which he pulled out of, and Gary wasn't happy about that. Fair enough, too, seeing boosters so strong into eSports. And then Sunday, the event with the... Um, the signing really it was he, he just had enough and he, and he and and look people think that would have been an easy decision for Gary, to Gary it wasn't because he understood that you know it put Richie in the limelight it was we're not in, we're not like to do those sort of things in public would much yep. rather do that behind closed doors and speak to yep. one on one but he just had enough yep. and but from our aspect, that's done and dusted, and we move on from there. Yeah, and I, and and I must I must outwardly say I appreciate your honesty there because there's been a lot of conjecture about what had happened, and I think we all knew that it was the straw that broke the camel's back. And and look, Gary is old school. It's one of the things I think we all love about Gary that he's old school. Yeah. You know, as much as you hold on to a steering wheel at Gary Rogers Motorsports, some of the time you're going to hang on to a broom, and I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that's a great thing, and you, as evidenced by the the talent that he's turned out and the people that he's helped turn out there. So, Matt, I, I appreciate that candour and I think that uh, he'll be... that That's awesome. The question that begs and burns is, is that his third and final warning, see you later? Uh, or w- are we expecting to see him back at Sandown and, and the rest of the year or that's it, he's done? No, definitely. We, we expect that he'll be back in the car at Sandown. Look, look, we might be hard in certain ways, but he's been... Uh, reprimanded or penalised, whatever you want to say, for that particular thing. From there, we move on. We don't. That, that, that's that. That's done and dusted. It's clean slate. We go to Sandown, and mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I hope he want. You know, uh, Richie's coming to speak to Gary and I tomorrow, right. uh, and I hope that he's in the right mindset that he wants to get out there the last two rounds and prove a point. So let's hope that's what unfolds. Um, that'll be his decision. But from our point of view, we've done what we had to do for that instance. Yep. I'm sure he's a bit, you know, hurt and whatever else because it was a public it was a public thing and certainly yes. you know from that aspect we don't like that because we don't want to put make someone feel you know in need of a better word put them down in public or do those things because that's not our style we're very with, with, you know with, with anybody we yeah. like to bring them into the room and talk one on one but you know that just unfolded the way it did and it is in our style but um, that's how it is so hey, from our yeah. point of view he's back in the car at Sandown and we'll like to, like to see him we know there's only two rounds to go but um and it'd be really important to him and, and for our team. So last two rounds are in supercars to really put his best foot, best foot forward and uh, show what Richie Stanaway is all about. Yeah. So, so on that point then, let me say this. If when you do have your meeting and discussion tomorrow and he says, nah, get stuffed, I'm not going to do that, I might just say that there is another driver who is a former supercar driver who I've got to say has probably dropped, I reckon, about 10 kgs in the last... 
maybe month, I reckon. Looks about the same height as Chris Pither. Uh, there was always talk about a Johnson driving for GRM. He's going to be down yeah. there. As oh, he long was as giving you... his chance. He, he knocked us back. Oh, I know. <laughs> but as long as, you, as long as your catering is is at full flight uh, and, yeah. and has ready access to pies and donuts, I reckon yeah. Steve Johnson, hey, he, he had a crack in the Mustang recently. He was pretty speedy against Scotty Mack. I reckon he could slot into that car. I, I reckon you could be spot on. There's, uh, there's nothing wrong with Stevie Johnson. Uh, you know, like, he's probably getting close to 50 these days, but he still whips around. <laughs> oh, jeez. Right, so, uh... <laughs> Far out. Uh, I've been thrown under the bus. Nipsey, you have a crack too, mate. I, I'm good. I'm good. Johnson sees out career at GRM. Hey? Uh, anyway. Could be done. I know anyway. I was going to get serious and start talking about TCR and S5000, and you've thrown all that at you. Well, no, ask the man, because... Because the reality is, as you said, Baz, whilst uh, GRM is a motorsport company, it's not a supercars team. It is a motorsport company. And so you are going to be pressing on yep. with TCR and S5000 with the final round coming up at Taylor Men, but also clearly into 2020. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, we are. We're looking forward to uh, Taylor and Ben. It comes a weekend after Sandown, so it's a big, big finish here. Sandown at Supercars, TCRS 5000 at Taylor and Ben, and then Supercars at Newcastle three weeks in a row. So mm. for, for a family that love motorsport, we're wrapped for those three weeks in a row. It'd be fantastic. Um, and look, really, the, the TCR and S5000 thing from our end really just came on. And I don't want to blame Roland for this, but I probably can blame Roland. I mean, when Triple Eight did the ZB, ZB, everyone blames Roland for everything, don't they? Absolutely. So why start. not? You're not going to be there next year. Have a crack. <laughs> yeah. No. It was really initiated by the ZB from our end. We're we're really uh, we have our own fabrication department, our own composites department. We we like to do everything ourselves. What we do when the ZB came and it's a pretty rude. Um, became limited in what we could have, could have made. We looked for things to do, and mm-hmm. we saw that S5000 wouldn't around at Newcastle with Garth driving at the end of 2000 and, what was that, 2018? Yep. And driving back down to Sydney that night, Gary said, hey, we should build those S5000s. They'll give our boys something to work, work with. So yep. there you go, that's how it all started. So um, from there, actually, it's been really exciting. It's a really, really enjoyable project. Really proud of what the guys, you know, work have done. They've done a tremendous job building those cars. And to see 14 of them at Sandown a few weeks ago without a problem, every car going, you know, it was, it was great. They're really good. Hey, Baz, before we, before we go, I do want to know one thing, though. I mean, I know there's been a, a massive, massive... Uh, career for you know obviously Gary in, in motorsport yeah. and, and, and the team yeah. you've built a lot of cars you've done a lot of things uh, what do you reckon the favourite car would be what, what gave you guys you reckon the most satisfaction yeah look there's look no doubt the Volvo era for us. I mean, yes, I was, I was hoping you were going to say that. <laughs> I love <Yeah>. the Volvo. <laughs> as much as 2000, the VT with Park and Tanders, you know, yep. very special time to win Bathurst. I mean, you guys, you know, know that's sort of, yep. you know, yep. the ultimate in our sport. I know championships and Bathurst get played up all the time, but really to win Bathurst in 2000 was, you know, a, you know, really a special time. Um, but the Volvo era, the bit we're proud of most is, you know, it was our engineering department that designed, built, designed all the car, our fabricators built the car, our composite guys did everything. The engines were built alongside with Polestar in Sweden. They built them over there, but, you know, Gypsy, our engine man, was involved in all, the, all that project. And it was really, a, you know, a GRM, something that we were proud of that we did ourselves and, and, and had some success with it. I mean, obviously, Scotty Mack was a young gun coming through and, 
Um, you know, we still follow his progress and, and really proud of what we did to get him get him going and uh, and and what, what what our team was able to achieve with the Bible. I think it was a pretty special time. It sounded great. I just heard it there in your play when you, <laughs> at the lead up to this show, the that, that flat plane crank and the, the, oh, the sweet yeah. sound it made. Yeah. So uh, it was a great yep. time. Yeah. Still still the best, I reckon, in the last two to three years. The Volvo yeah. and the Benz with the flat plane crank were still the best sounding yeah. supercars right in that. history. For, for mine, I, I loved them. And I reckon that the Volvo, we're both glad, we both put our hands up in the studio when you said the Volvo there, Baz, because I reckon yeah. for the way I like a race car to look, I reckon the Volvo yeah. supercar was a primo looking supercar. I thought That's it was it. a great looking car. Yeah. Actually, you come and ask for a drive out at Phillip Island one day. We probably should give you a crack in that one too, Stevie. Yeah, that would have been nice. Hey, right? hey. Look at, hey, now, what else, is, what else has he come cap in hand yeah. with over the years? I, I, know my, I know my dad did say to me, he says, that thing's a pretty bloody good car. The only thing it misses is a uh, bowling hat in the rear window. <laughs> <laughs> at that stage, when that was around, DJR, that's all DJR was looking at was that's the right. rear window. Absolutely, so it was, a, it was a dead set rocket, and um, yeah. it really launched... I reckon, I reckon yeah. Scotty to where he is today because he really made yeah, the most yeah. of that car and made himself yeah. a bit of a hero. No, but I want to echo what no, Baz said because Baz, because I, you know, and for me personally, obviously growing up in a motorsport family, I loved that same fact that you said that it wasn't, um, you know, a pulsar that had come in from overseas and yep. did the whole thing. It wasn't a triple eight race engineering that come across from Europe that you know made this super team. It was. Gary Rogers Motorsport that did it uh, down there in Melbourne and uh, and won races with it and I'm pretty mm. sure that uh, it surprised yeah. a lot of people not only here but over in Sweden as well. Yeah, it did. It did and uh, it's a shame the Swedes didn't like the burnouts and the flames out the exhaust. I think uh, <laughs> they're very strong environmentalists over there. I, I've got to be careful today at the moment because I know there's a bit of talk about environment and whatever else but, uh, <laughs> but I, I don't think it quite as much as it, it probably lifted the Volvo image, I don't think it quite titted the Volvo image but anyway, we moved on from there now. Uh, well, Baz, either way, mate, uh, you did something that I mean, people, other people tried and failed, well not failed, but didn't do as successful. I mean, trying to introduce a new make into the category and yep. we we saw how Erebus struggled with uh, Mercedes and Kelly Racing. You know, they're going to be shelving their Nissan Altimas and moving on to Mustangs next year. So you guys actually did something very good with a very unique piece of machinery there, mate. And uh, as Maddie sort of said at the start, it is going to be very sad, but I'm sure the minute it was announced, I mean, you would, we all saw online Jamie Wincup, Scott McLaughlin, uh, Robbo, Stephen Richards, Lee Holdsworth, the cavalcade of names that were just outpouring the support saying, geez, it's a shame because I wouldn't have a career if it wasn't for those guys at G. GRM, but Baz, as you said, the, the doors aren't shutting at GRM. There's going to be some great categories you are going to be racing in the TCR Australia and in the S5000. James Golding's actually piloting uh, in the, at the bend in a couple of weeks' time, so we look yep. forward to that. But, mate, we thank you for taking some yep. time out to chat to us on the driver's seat. Please don't make it your last time on here, and we look forward to talking to you again soon. That's it. Good on you guys. All the best, and thanks for, thanks for the chat. See you later. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together, we are building Australia. And welcome back to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we're building Australia. And right now, it's time for our Penrite Power Rankings. The driver's seat. Penrite Power Rankings. Penrite Oil. Australian owned and made since 1926.
We had a bit of a laugh last week that uh, we, we thought, oh, you know, if we double points, maybe that'll make it a, a bit even on the uh, power rankings. But, uh, okay, let's do what we did last week and start from the bottom and work our way up top. Here's the leaderboard before the Vodafone Gold Coast 600. So sitting... Hang on, can I, can I, just, can I just say it? Yep. Can I just do it? Yep. So the Penrite power rankings, mm-hmm. there's Scotty McLaughlin on 45 votes. Yep. And then everybody else daylight behind. Yep, yep, pretty much. And that was the Penrite Power Rankings. <laughs> but, but look, we've, we've committed to this for the year, so we're going to have to do it. So it's 45 votes to Scott McLaughlin, 15 for Chaz in second spot, 14 votes for Shane Van Giersbergen and Will Davison, 11 votes for Jamie Winkup, 8 votes for Cameron Waters and Andre Humpgartner, 7 votes for Fabian Coulthard and Lee Holdsworth, 6 votes for Davey Reynolds, 4 votes for Todd Hazelwood and James Golding, 3 votes for Mark Winterbottom. Thomas Randall and Chris Pether, two votes for Nick Percat and Anton Di Pasquale, and one vote for Tim Slade and Richie Stanaway. So let's let's go. It's enduro mode. The um, the Dick Johnson rule is in effect. All points are doubled. So we'll start off yep. with you, Stevie. Who's your six four two? Uh, who gets the old? We'll start with right. two we'll votes. Start with two. I was actually going to give Richie Stanaway two votes for uh, <laughs> a cracking autograph session. <laughs> See ya, mate. But I'm not going to. I'm not going to. Um, <laughs> I'm going to... Yep. Not Stanaway, obviously. Such drama. Yep. I'm to, not Stanaway. Yeah. Not Stanaway. Yep. <laughs> um, you know, although that was a fair fair effort from mm. Richie. Um, Andre Heimgartner. Yep. I'm going to give Heimie. two votes too. Only because like, he, he has been literally dragging that pile of proverbial around and getting some <laughs> results for that thing, uh-huh. which is just amazing. Like in, in comparison to his teammates, unbelievable. Yeah, he's getting most out of it. You know, he? Yes, he did, but he hasn't, and when I say almost results, I mean like he was three laps or four laps away at Bathurst from getting a, almost a top three, really, or top five. Um, on Saturday, he was almost in, uh, in the, I guess, top five or six yep. at uh, the Gold Coast yep. when uh, one James Courtney decided that he didn't know how to take his fourth accelerator and turn him <laughs> into the fence. So I just, I'm rating what Andre's doing at the moment in that car and I think he's really doing a good job. So two to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to give four to J-Dub because, you know, very solid weekend. Um, and, you know, obviously him and Lounsey, great to see. Obviously one on Saturday, second on Sunday. Yeah. But uh, uh, my six of votes, uh, as it goes, to Shandavan and Gisbergen. SVG climbing up. He seems to do he this around the year, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he does. And he is the man around those places. He can drag a car that's not great up into a winning position. We saw him with Techno a few years ago. Yep. Uh, but, you know... He probably should have won Saturday um, until team orders come in and he didn't get fined for it. But apart from that, um, uh, so, but Sunday, oh, did you just get that, Matthew? No, I was sitting, sitting here writing down my notes. I thought, you big Nancy. No, no, listen to you. Big cry. No. Anyway, so he probably should have won on Saturday. And Sunday, they almost did the reverse strategy, didn't they? Just to get yep. the track position yep. and say, well, bugger you. Yep. You did it on Saturday. They did Great job. On Sunday. They so did a very good job. I think, you know, kudos to uh, all four drivers yep. at uh, Holden Red Bull Holden Racing Team and also the team because they did a 
bloody good job. They did. And they had fast cars. They so did. Yep. Uh, kudos to them. Well yep. done. All Very right, good. Matty, what about you? Uh, two points I'm going to give to Thomas Randall. Oh, Tommy. Because if you look at the results of the Gold Coast 600 across both races, he was essentially the top rookie co-driver. Mm-hmm. And he was still in the top, I think, on uh, Sunday he finished. He did a great job on Sunday because he was right up there with the front guys for a long time. That's right. Um, he was six, and then on Saturday uh, they were they were six also. So yep. a pair of sixes, I thought... As a rookie co-driver, he didn't make any mistakes. Didn't hit anything. Yep. Didn't stuff the car up. So I think he did a very good job. Um, i tell you who I'm going to give four to. And I'm just gonna, I'm just scanning our results here. I think this is going to put him on the board, actually. Mm-hmm. I'm giving four points to Shepherds. Scott Pye. Wow. Scotty Pye. Yes. And again, because the these... The, they were the fast. Walkinshaw and Andretti they United cars are coming. Mm-hmm. They certainly have been in the endurance races here. And, and obviously, a highly experienced co-driver in Warren Luff. But for Scotty Pye on Sunday to be fourth and closing and uh, fifth on uh, Saturday, I thought was... Yeah. And then, of course, they were on Bathurst. Uh, they were at Bathurst again. So yep. I think they're doing a cracking job at the moment and hopefully building. And that's because he's got the legendary uh, gold. Legendary luff. The gold, the gold co-driver there who's got that many podiums and, and yeah. good results now. He's, yeah. he's being one of the probably the best co-drivers that, that anyone's seen, really. Absolutely. But I just I think Scott is building. And, and, and particularly in the environment that he's in in that team at the moment where there's a lot of uncertainty. We're not sure where he's going to go, whether he's going to stay or go. I just think he's doing a very good job. He so needs, He needs to approach 4 and 20 for a sponsorship. That'd be yeah. mega. Shepherd's pie. Yeah. yeah. 4 and 20 pie, shepherd's pie. Yeah. I think we should probably get a pie sponsorship maybe. Yeah. How maybe many times do we need to mention 4 and 20 before we get a box <laughs> delivered to the studio? Yeah, 4 and 20. Ice break no, do it. Ice break, ice break do it. Have been very ice kind. break do it. I haven't seen a box of 4 and 20s delivered to the studio here. Are you listening, 4 and 20? Okay, so <laughs> do love a pie. Love a 4 and 20. Uh, and I'm going to give six points to SVG. Yep. Oh, look at this. A big round for SVG. Big round for SVG, but here's my reasoning behind it. We know he's a gun driver, former champion. There are two reasons I'm giving him six points. One, for stopping for Scotty McLaughlin. Yep. Brilliant, brilliant camaraderie. I know, the sportsman. second one. And the second one was it, for the bottle for launch. The, bottle launch. <laughs> the champagne yes. bottle launch on the podium was outstanding. One of the best bits of entertainment for the, the whole weekend. So I love what's, uh, what uh, Shaney's doing. He had great results, obviously, for the team. But stopping for Scotty and uh, doing the bottle blast, I reckon, is outstanding. And he's and I say the bottle blast because I know that he's the man behind it. He is the way. It's like almost <laughs> the shoey thing. Yeah. He is he is really trying to get everyone to do it. So uh, I think he set a trend there. I think we'll see that in further rounds. Better than a shoe is, isn't Ooh, it? Yeah. Really? Yeah. It's yeah. a tad more hygienic, I'd say. But uh, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, let's have some tinier with my shampoo. <laughs> that, oh, that's wrong for this time of the morning, no, Steve Johnson. That's definitely yes. it's like me shoving in a donut in my shoe and eating that. I would still. <laughs> Actually, but. I've seen you do that. So. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Two o'clock in the morning, that, Gold Coast somewhere. That was our uh, Penrod Oil power ranking. Thanks to Penrod Oil, Australian owned and trusted for more than 90 years. And that wraps up another big edition of the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we're building Australia. We'll see you again at the same time next week. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.